Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast here. Uh, feels like it's been a while since I've done a deep dive, and I w- have been kind of teasing this a little, talking about TikTok. I've actually talked about it on a couple other shows. I know for a fact, Monday Night Master Debaters, I mentioned it. Matt and I actually did a really fun show, uh, host John the Fed, suspicious name, but uh, the dude has a really cool show, Good I- good idea for a show too. And basically, you know, they talk about on this show, how did we get to this state in this country right now? Uh, And really the world for that matter. But it's called, how the hell did we end up here? And I talked about this on there a little bit too. I'm not sure if he's put that out yet, but if he has, you hear me mention a few things about that. I feel that secret societies run the world, right? Uh, It's no secret, at least to people, you know, like you guys that listen to this kind of stuff, listen to my show and really went down a rabbit hole for quite some time um you know in past episodes just talking about different societies that i hadn't heard of and there's some really really interesting stuff there's one that i'll mention here there's actually a couple that i'll mention here that i hadn't heard of and i obviously don't know every secret society that's out there but man there's a ton of them and they all seem like everyone points to the freemasons but we all know them right we all know about them we know their name we know high-profile Freemasons, and it's almost like, uh, you know, if someone's doing something shady, it's like, oh, this is Masonic, right? That's not wrong to say that, but there's other influences behind those, too, and I think that that's kind of interesting to get into, and I love looking into it. It's really, really fun. So, with that said, let's check out some of the stuff when it comes to TikTok, and you may be asking me, why are you bringing up secret societies if you're talking about TikTok? The point videos, the reaction videos, that's TikTok, but the behind the scenes, it's very interesting. We're told constantly that TikTok could be some sort of a Chinese spying tool or could be used to spread propaganda in some way. If that's the case, where's the Chinese propaganda, right? Where's the pro-communism propaganda on there? I haven't seen it. Now, admittedly, I don't spend a whole lot of time on there. I think that I think it's bad for all kinds of different reasons. Um, I think that it plays to the lowest common denominator in society. I think that it really is a sad thing when... It's just like 10 second videos and people are just swiping, swiping. I mean, everyone that gets it seems to get addicted to it pretty, pretty big. Um, my mom spends a ton of time on there, even. I know Ghost, uh, co host of the Cunt News Show, Conspiracy Underground News Team, if you haven't heard. Um, he, he admittedly says he's got a TikTok, a raging TikTok addiction. A lot of people are addicted to this thing. And a lot of people are addicted to Instagram, too. I spend too much time on there. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm really not believing that this is a Chinese tool anymore. It could be rather than Chinese propaganda, we're getting propaganda to weaken America socially, culturally, all these things that I could see a lot more. Um, but the reason that I wanted to talk about this is you probably saw or heard at least the CEO of ByteDance, which is TikTok's parent company. Um, I'm going to be referring to ByteDance as TikTok. Um, it, it might be confusing to some, but most people, when they think of ByteDance, they're not thinking of ByteDance. They're thinking of TikTok. So that's the thing. And, you know, no one really cares about other things that ByteDance does, although maybe we should. So for, you know, clarity, I'm just going to be referring to it as TikTok rather than ByteDance. But if we're talking about TikTok being questioned by Congress, we saw this thing they didn't really accomplish anything which is a shock to all of us right they never accomplished shit but when they go through this questioning they're asking this dude nothing yes or no questions to very complex issues and nothing gets done as usual like i said 
Now, before we move into the episode, I would like to do some plugs up front. You guys know that I like to do this and get it out of the way, and uh, then we'll have some fun here. First up, obviously, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Really, really thankful to the support that that little platform gets. Um, It really helps me out. It makes this all seem more worth it. You know, I I really do enjoy doing it, but I probably admittedly wouldn't be doing it this long if I wasn't getting support. And I didn't know that people out there really enjoyed listening to it. So thank you guys, whether it's three, five or ten dollars. You guys really do help out the show and you get all the full versions of the episodes for three dollars bonus content for five. And the ten is just really if you appreciate the show. I was doing monthly chats, but I would do it and like no one would show up the last two that i did uh no one showed up to and i've got you know i think 42 ten dollar members because it's just for the ten dollar people none of them showed up and i get it people are busy you don't want to spend a saturday or whatever talking about this you want to listen and i get that so um it's not something that's worked i might bring it back if people complain or, or ask about it but uh hasn't been very uh very fruitful we'll say but the, nonetheless the the people over there on tiktok are so supportive and i can't ask anything else uh, did i say tiktok on patreon are uh supportive and i can't ask anything else so thank you guys um uh what else am i going to dangerousworldpodcast.com is a lovely site if you want to get your merch uh a lot of people compliment the the clothes a lot and i'm i'm really really thankful for that it's pretty cool when uh, you know people talk about how much they enjoy the shirts or you know the conversations that it gets them into stores uh or gyms or wherever they are at and um that is one perk that the ten dollar folks get is a monthly discount code it's been the same for like the last couple months i've been real kind of behind the ball on a lot of this stuff lately but that's going to change i've gotten settled in at my new job uh get to do that from home so now that i'm settled in there and kind of know a lot more about what's going on i know when i'm free and i know when i can record and sit down for a few hours and all this good stuff but you don't want to hear about that you want to hear about tiktok which i just confused for patreon a second ago my mistake uh last thing that i will say too is the pure pet wellness if you want to go and check that out all this stuff's in my link tree guys so if you want whether you want to get soap from uh you know the conspiracy soap which is on my site um whether you want to get some great high quality cbd products for your pets all that stuff is available in my link tree i provide that in each episode's show notes so feel free to go and check that out and that'll save us a lot of time here up front in the future but if you go there you decide you want to get some good uh high quality american-made cbd that is human grade for your cat or dog i'm sure that they could be used on other animals too but i just see the cat and the dog there uh enter code dwp and you'll get 20 percent off i believe it is and uh just a really good dude that runs that seems like he really cares about it and he's not just in it for money because we get a cut of every sale and um you know he hooks it up with some some really really great products i give this stuff to my dogs almost every day and they love it um and i love what it does to them too it just makes them calm doesn't make them high or anything like that non-psychoactive stuff great great stuff so again uh pure pet wellness enter code dwp okay now i think that's it i haven't done this in a while right it feels weird it feels weird but it feels so good at the same time so i mentioned this the ceo getting grilled by congress right i mean it was just uh when i say grilled you know if you're grilling this dude he's coming out rare this dude did not get cooked at all um it was it was pretty pathetic uh, as the usual showing of congress is but this guy's name is sho z chu and I'm probably mispronouncing that, but we're just going to call him Chu from now on, okay? He is the ByteDance or TikTok CEO. This man has ties to Russia. He's got ties to Goldman Sachs, Israel, Hong Kong, and some major, major American corporations, which is strange, right? You wouldn't think that a communist would have ties to Goldman Sachs and to major American corporations like this. Israel, Hong Kong, who's supposedly feuding with China right now. I mean, it really does seem like all the world's a stage when you really get into this stuff, and it is pretty wild. Now, obviously, I'm joking when I say that, you know, communist agents wouldn't be affiliated with American corporations. A lot of them are. A lot of them have been for quite some time. And we've had warnings from possible operators or, or you know, double agents or whatever. But, it, you know, it's it's clear that this is absolutely a thing. Half of our damn politicians are 
bought and paid for by china so why would they give a shit about tiktok being bought and paid for by china and why would they throw it out there for all of us to see again it's a big show um back to chu here the ceo he is uh, really really close with this dude uh from what i gathered he's close to a guy named yuri milner and i'm going to talk about him a little bit later pretty significant figure when it comes to the financing of tiktok and if you thought he was chinese you'd be wrong he is in fact an israeli russian so this is where Chu's russia ties begin it expands a little bit from that and i do want to take a second to point out that i took a lot of this information like 80 or 90 percent of this information comes from a single source i did do cross checks that's why these episodes take a little bit longer and i'd like to spend more time on them a lot of time goes into this stuff and i uh, the single source that this comes from is that i uh let me double check the the title of it it's either isgp or igsp and i've used these a lot you guys always like the episodes that i do from uh this source and i just want to double check isgp okay isgp-studies i'll put a link to that website in here it seems kind of like it could be some kind of cia front to be honest there is so much information on this site and i don't understand how it's able to be up but as with any source if you cross check it and you go and look at some other things to make sure that what you're getting is legit why not i mean even if it is some kind of cia thing the reason i think it's cia is because they talk about you know certain conspiracy theories that we all believe in very i don't want to say fondly but we we are definite believers in these things um they'll just shit on they'll say you know real conspiracy theories fake and genuine conspiracy theories let's see some of the fake ones real quick not to go off on a tangent here but you'll get the idea of why it seems a little hooky to me bogus conspiracy theories uh one of the holocaust denial or revisionism fake moon landings hollow earth chemtrails he says are fake these are proven to be real uh flat earth uh hurricanes don't exist that's kind of wild pizzagate code words he says are not real those were pretty i mean they seem very legit freemasonry having any political significance in the present day bullshit right so this is why i tend to think this is ran by a cia front um the cia murdering malcolm x the second shooter with the rfk assassination um ancient aliens which yeah they're a little hokey atlantis lemuria moo all these things that a lot of us are fond of and if you look at his timelines he's got a really really good uh spread and i'm saying he because it is a guy that runs this so i'm not being sexist here um he's got like a timeline that i sent over to matt because i thought it might help him with some of his old world stuff and he was like dude this is all smithsonian based shit you know like there's nothing crazy or profound here so you know i i trust his judgment on those kinds of things but i want to get that out of the way because a i don't want to act like i'm stealing someone's information and b i want to be 100 100 transparent right here uh i still think there's mountains of good information on this site so what does tiktok push what are the things if there is propaganda that would be in place to damage the moral fabric of the united states or to to dissolve our culture in a way right it pushes tolerance it pushes dissolving of different cultures kind of merging these all together it pushes uh interracial marriage while i'm fine with interracial marriage everyone should be when it's forced and when it's obviously forced it becomes a net negative i think right if it's um you know almost cool to to have interracial marriages not just normal let's just look at it like it's normal who cares race really shouldn't matter about this stuff uh especially when you're talking about love right when cultures fully merge and those unique cultures kind of lose their uniqueness it all becomes milk toast bullshit it becomes nothing and when people aren't proud of their cultures they have nothing to defend they have no reason to stand up and to be proud right um this is kind of the whole thing with like the national anthem why why you know a lot of patriots were getting so pissed off uh or you know i I hate using that word patriot because there's so many people that use that term in their names uh that are really really shitty uh kind of you know chaos agents or controlled opposition in some way um pro-america people were very upset about that because standing for the anthem is part of our culture right i actually saw a really funny thing uh, somebody filming the puppy bowl 
and uh, the all these fucking communist dogs were sitting during the anthem. It was disgusting. Um, but y- if you if you see where I'm getting at here, the idea of weakening culture it's a very effective tool for some entity that may want to bring down the United States. I think it's the first step. Um, TikTok also pushes a lot of incest and underage sex. It's disgusting. How many you know beautiful you know teenage late teenage women you know I'm talking 18 here so don't get on my shit 18 up girls young girls you know very attractive saying like how much they like old men right uh, which is fine if you're 18 19 you want to date a 24 year old that's older technically but I mean when we start talking about 50 year olds dudes that are the age of your father who's probably not present if you are acting like this right. Um, it's it's weird and then you also see it you know the other way around you see you know older women 35 40 year old women that are very attractive saying how much they love 18 year olds the first time that they had sex with an 18 year old was like and then they show some you know stupid like waterfall video or some you know i don't want to get overly graphic here but it's nasty um you see a lot of those a lot of those people saying that they like 18 year olds I've personally seen videos of girls giving like fake off-screen blowjobs, bobbing their heads, and then they look up and say things like, how was that cousin, right? It's strange. I don't understand who this content is for, right? Now, it's on Instagram. It's it's everywhere. It's on, t- uh, I almost said Tinder. It's on Twitter. It's on all of these different social media platforms. But I saw a lot of this like devolving of content when tiktok came out because they all try to keep up with tiktok so i i kind of put a lot of the blame on tiktok personally um there was even uh last last point here um or second to last point really there was a a video going around that a lot of people were rightfully scrutinizing and and kind of shaming these comedians so-called comedians because this is not funny it's like it's like when people have zero struggle in their life and they try to like have something funny and it's just edgelord comedy right talking about dead babies how like how that's funny somehow um there was a video going around of a 15 year old uh, or i'm sorry two comedians again shouldn't use that word but that's what they identify as i guess saying how a 15 year old girl is too old for them at that point 15 they're they're too old right again gross stuff i don't know who thinks it's funny i don't know what what kind of way that is to build a brand right because everyone's got a brand which is annoying as shit but last thing that i've noticed that they really push is the cause of the day instagram does this too all these things but again we're sticking with tiktok they push the cause of the day ukraine down with trump up with biden um covid shots all this stuff remember all that i mean it was wild covid was such a weird time man that 2020 election cycle was just absolutely nuts and we got one coming up that i think might be just as crazy um but yeah, let's get back to this this Congress supposed grilling of this uh, Chu fella, this TikTok CEO. During the super high profile thing, did Chu actually admit to any wrongdoing whatsoever? Right? Did we learn any real reason why TikTok is a Chinese spy tool or was it just a bunch of bullshit? I would say it was a bunch of bullshit. I would say that we didn't learn a damn thing. This may not come as a surprise again, but... Chu seems to be nothing more than a high-profile actor playing a role to help, in my opinion, I think, usher in some kind of digital tyranny, getting a digital footprint of every single person and tracking our internet behavior even more so, maybe to the point where you actually have to like pay an extra fee for it. You have to have your biometrics connected, whether that be like fingerprints or whatever right and this is when it gets really scary this is when we talk about like you know dystopian science fiction now as usual when it comes to this this you know congress hearing congressional hearing congress has zero actual questions the few that they did ask deserve long answers and they were demanding either a yes or no question asking things like does does bite dance make profit quarter over quarter and he's like yeah of course it's the biggest social media platform out there these kind of answers weren't good enough for them and and who gives a shit who cares if an efficient company is making money why is that the problem it's all distractions here so you have this this actor playing this role who's friends with all these people that are pretending that they're dunking on them 
and really they're not doing anything it's a usual lack of production that we're used to from our u.s government and remember when they grilled zuckerberg they did the same thing and when i say grilled you know i hate the air quotes but imagine that i'm using the air quotes because there is it couldn't be farther from what is actually going on zuckerberg they were talking about privacy of data and look where facebook is right now they know what we're all doing before we even about to do it they know what we're doing before we even think of something so i mean look at the efforts there they just went i mean completely it was for nothing it's a distraction one thing that's worth noting is the good old reliable communist scare here this is throwing it back to the cold war era where communism is the big threat from china this time it's not russia right which is strange i don't understand maybe the the you know the push to talk about china being so scary is it'll get more republicans involved and if you look at this committee that was talking uh to chew here it's mostly republicans it seems like about 60 to 70 percent republicans so it kind of makes sense why they would use china and not russia a lot of a lot of conservatives are done with the russia shit so they got to shift it over to china and if i'm not mistaken i think that the initial red dawn was supposed to be china but uh hollywood would not allow that at all they had to change it to russia so again they're hoping that you forgot that most if not all of our congress representatives and senators are owned in some way shape or form by china and they have zero fear of communism infiltration they have none right they are possibly like these these uh i mean i hate to use the word communist because it's so overused and uh, you know the maoist and the uh just all these different different versions of communism but the they are these people they're the the leadership of the country which is scary right it's like being attacked from the people that you're supposed to trust here now keep in mind the house committee of energy and commerce is made up of i believe 50 congress members again mostly republicans 60 to 70 percent from what i just glanced at who have confirmed ties to china there's one that really jumped out i didn't spend too much time on this but there's a guy again a republican named august uh he's representative august flunger i think p-f-l-u is how that starts flunger um this is one guy that sits on one of these secret societies that i had not heard of a think tank essentially called the humpty dumpty institute right weird huh humpty dumpty institute he sits on the congressional advisory board and has done so since 2017 and the hdi is we'll refer to it as because i don't think anyone can take you serious when you start talking about the humpty dumpty imagine being the guy that says the humpty dumpty institute is ruling the world people would laugh you out of the room okay but they're up there one of these names that i guarantee not one of you has heard of because i hadn't heard this before i had looked into this and i consider myself more knowledgeable than most when it comes to various secret societies right secret order of the hibernians all these things i mean i have a good time looking into these things now this hdi has a partnership with the taihe institute and this is a beijing based think tank that employs more than a dozen members of the ccp so there's a a very solid connection with one dude that i looked at right i i literally just was scrolling through his name stood out looked at it and boom there is serious ties there um and this is a uh, this humpty dumpty institute again based out of new york so high rolling shit i mean you can check out their website it's pretty interesting um i'll see if i can remember i'll put a link in the show notes now it gets more wild here when you learn that chu ceo of tiktok a he's a harvard graduate okay for one he's a harvard fucking graduate for two he worked for facebook he was an intern at facebook in some of its earliest days which does make sense being an elite kid going to harvard um one of the greater minds i'm sure as far as these people are concerned being an intern for uh log life right or life log log life i'm dyslexic um life log which it ends up being facebook right just to spy on people it's a spying tool so we've got harvard graduate facebook intern he also worked for goldman sachs okay working for goldman sachs which is a i mean it's one of the most powerful financial institutes in the united states okay obviously you probably know that he helped move along the goldman investing into ByteDance. okay he moved this stuff into tiktok he took the initial investments that were from goldman sachs going into facebook and he said hey let's move it over here 
I should have done my Chinese voice, but I didn't. Let's move it over here to TikTok. And I, I would say he probably learned a thing or two about manipulating data and taking private data and profiting off of it or using it in some way, shape, or form for the company's benefit from Zuckerberg and his goons at Harvard, okay? Uh, really kind of intricate web there that Mr. Chu is weaving. Now, I gave you those three connections. I will say the cherry on top of all of this. If TikTok is so bad, why is its parent company affiliated with the Council on Foreign Relations, okay? It's been involved with the Council on Foreign Relations since August 2021, right after shit started getting a little crazy, right? So the current TikTok CEO is a connected globalist working for a couple of American companies in the past, and I would argue he actually worked for a couple companies who the U.S. government uses as tools to gather information on all of us, all of its supposed citizens. And TikTok is part of a very high profile, I mean, everyone has heard of the Council on Foreign Relations, very high profile Western-based think tank. Supposedly a think tank that has United States best interests in mind, but that message has really, it seems, shifted more towards climate change and like equality or equity for everybody besides those at the very tippy top. So, you know, it's just a, what an upside down thing if you're really talking about the fear of this company, allowing it to literally break bread with all of your elite, all the people that you think of the in the highest regard, okay? Now, all the same companies that fund these faint grassroots movements, another thing that I talked about on that How the Hell Did We End Up Here show, funding fake gra grassroots movements like the uh, Occupation uh, Occupy Wall Street, right? That's just uh, one of the biggest ones. That is literally funded by George Soros and, and some of his agencies. Like, none of these things, the hippie movement, that was CIA. I mean, all of these fake grassroots movements are started by places like J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Facebook's now in the mix, right? You get Pfizer, you get Shell, you get all these different things. These are all secret undertakings by the CFR. They All these companies that I mentioned and many, many more give millions if not billions of dollars to the council on foreign relations so very very strange stuff i don't get why they would be so concerned with tiktok if it's just doing the same things that facebook goldman all these different things are pfizer big friend of the show right who cares who why why in their to their point why would they care about tiktok so much i think the plot thickens here a little bit now, the China Development Forum is a lesser-known think tank that's similar to the Trilateral Commission. A lot of you have probably heard about that. A lot of us have heard about Davos, right? Uh, our, our friend uh, Klaus Schwab, a literal Nazi. His father was a literal Nazi. Don't forget, worked for Esser Weiss and Xi. He was high up. He was a fucking executive at Esser Weiss and Xi. They made turbines and flamethrowers for the literal Nazis. And this guy is running Davos, so you've heard of that right but the china development forum is is like i said a slightly smaller uh much lesser known uh kind of power player in this whole thing and actually if you go to their website it looks kind of outdated it says on the the site the year 2022 right like that's it seems like that's the last time they did it, it looks kind of like a shitty 90s excuse me like a shitty 90s website but there is proof that there was a 2023 meeting which is kind of weird because why wouldn't they update it? It's almost like to kind of throw people off if you're actually going down this rabbit hole, um, which is kind of scary now that I'm saying that out loud because, I mean, I figured out that was total BS because you can go to um, English. I'll just post this link, english.sio.gov.cn, and it, they actually have, like, photos from the 2023 meeting. There's dudes wearing goat heads, uh, you know, I'm just kidding. It's like a normal business meeting, right? Like it looks like the, you know, like the the UN. It's a little mini version of the the UN. Uh, mostly Chinese gentlemen and ladies involved. Not too many ladies because China's not very uh, not very progressive. But I mentioned all that just to say, really try and get the idea that TikTok seems to be just as affiliated with global elites into your head uh it's just all these same big western companies that i mentioned 
get that idea in your head it is the same thing there's no difference here they they run their algorithm much more efficiently because i mean if you want to really kind of maybe dig a little deeper here you could say that they had something to do with facebook right it's possible i mean the, the freaking ceo of the company currently worked for facebook I'm sure he didn't just go there and you know mouth breathe the whole time i'm sure that he actually like learned some stuff and maybe helped develop some stuff and then he you know he has the the foresight to take some of goldman's money and move it from from facebook to tiktok and and here we go now it's a freaking behemoth of a company so all these people that are doing all this stuff like i said they break bread together they look out for each other and they pretend to argue not only for our entertainment but to distract us to get us going at it with each other if you side with a certain politician or maybe you like tiktok a lot you're going to argue with your friends because not because you're stupid because these people are master manipulators that's what they do i i've said it before i think a lot of these people are magicians first and then politicians or lawyers second these people are actual magicians they can literally take something that is not real and make it real i can't think of anything more magic than that and all these people work together covertly to benefit guess who not you not me they work to benefit themselves and they are, they're absolutely killing the game here. We can't even freaking get along in the podcast world. You know what I mean? These people are very, very far ahead of us. And I don't even know if they're people at this point. If you've got a solid theory about reptilian shapeshifters, I want to hear it because I am almost there. It's getting to that point where it's like, how can people sell out their own like this? That's just it, though. They don't see us as their own. We are very different from them. But I don't want to go off on too many tangents here. We got business to attend to. Let's look more into the ownership and the investment aspect here because this is this is stuff that's always interested me. I used to day trade um, on a really small level. It was technically swing trading. I didn't have the $25,000 capital that it takes to be an official day trader, but I would swing trade a few thousand dollars. And that was my full-time job. I uh, just did it from home. I was very successful until I had to pay taxes on it. Um, and I, because I didn't know that, capital gains was like 40 percent um so kind of got effed and uh but yeah i mean it's something that's always interested me so the investments in these people and i I think that's actually what really got me into conspiracies um at at like a big boy level right i was kind of into it from middle school up but it really is interesting when you start seeing where the money is going and that's always what people say right follow the money and you'll find out who the power players are that's why it can't be the freemasons right it just can't be them it's got to be other people like the freaking humpty dumpty institute here again not trying to sound psycho but it just is wild but let's let's get into this a little bit here if i'm understanding this correctly the ccp owns one percent of tiktok through what they call these golden shares or special management shares is the proper name um i looked at this on investopedia really great resource if you're interested in any kind of finance news or anything they have definitions on definitions and all kinds of stuff but the 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 technical name is special management shares we'll call them golden shares now this style of share came about for china in 2023 and they allow for disproportional amounts of control they didn't create this concept but they seem to be utilizing it better than britain and russia who have also used them in the past as far as i know i could be wrong here as far as i know no american companies utilize these shares unless we're going to call tiktok a uh an american company which maybe i'll get you there we'll see um but yes the ccp seems to really have a handle on these golden shares and this allows for them even though they just have one percent of the company they're allowed to have a member on the board they do this with a few companies they do it with alibaba okay no one seems to care about that that one percent ownership in alibaba because alibaba serves a purpose for the elites it, it makes people that want to start businesses only really have access to shitty products right because i don't know you know I've, I've heard some pretty horrible stories of people ordering stuff off alibaba uh that's jack ma's thing i believe that guy that sometimes pretends he's like uh you know pro 99 percent, but i don't know I, I think he's about as much as elon musk is there now during this dog and pony show back in march with this congressional hearing tiktok confirmed that 60 percent of its shares are owned by global investors 
20% by employees and 20% by its founders. So we have to look at that 60%. That's a wide margin compared to the 20 and the other 20. Obviously you can take, I'm not sure where the 1% of CCP comes in, but the 20% of employees also includes Americans. There's quite a few American shareholders in TikTok. It's that 60% of ownership by global investors that should be the problem. But again, this is the distraction here. How much, you know, talking about the CCP, the CCP, 1% of the company is owned by the CCP. 60% is owned by global investors like BlackRock, shocker, right? Sequoia Capital based out of Silicon Valley, essentially really Menlo Park, but they're heavily, heavily involved in Silicon Valley. AIG, Global Investment Corp, Susquehanna Asia Investments, the Cato Institute, what do you say about that, Libertarians, the Carlyle Group, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, General Atlantic, and you have your usual suspects heavily involved. Kissinger is a big player. Soros is a big player, and so on. You get the idea here. I'm sure the Gates, uh, all, all these different you know high rollers, are affiliated here i wouldn't be surprised if the zuckerberg initiative had something to do with this too because you know he's tight with you right when i mentioned kissinger and soros i don't know if it's 100 percent them themselves but it's many of their proteges like people that they literally brought up through harvard um obviously kissinger met with i believe soros um at harvard I, i'm not 100 percent sure on that i should know that but there's so many of these guys where they have so many similar bios um, but yes, I mean, you have protege after protege of Kissinger, of Soros, getting affiliated with these things. Um, these guys really do a good job keeping their names out of things directly. But, you know, you can you can connect dots, essentially. Now, I'll get more into those later, because it is interesting talking about some of these companies, like the Carlisle Group. I mean, that's a fun one to kind of get into. Um, and by the way, you know, TikTok's not even available in mainland China. I think that merits some kind of discussion there. How in the fuck, and I know some people don't like how much I curse on this show, but how would a Chinese product that's so efficient in collecting data not be allowed in China, a very highly monitored country, maybe the most monitored country where it seems like no one's data is their own, why would they not use TikTok in mainland China? Hmm? I mean wild i did not know that i had always heard and if someone can find information that says definitively that tiktok is allowed in china i don't want to see it from like breitbart or not that breitbart's not trustworthy but there's companies that are that pretend that they have your interest in mind that will feed the same narrative over and over again i'd like to speak with someone in china that that can say no tiktok's absolutely here right because I always thought that it was, and this kind of blew my mind when I when I had read that and I had checked. I saw it from a couple places, but you get a lot of people saying that it is, a, you know, a uh, that it is actually available there. I have not found that that's actually true at all. So, for the sake of this, I'm sticking with what I found. If you can prove me wrong, I'm very very open to uh, to taking that back. But yeah, not available in China is TikTok. Now, the members of the board of directors are five people, okay? Three of them are whiter than I am, okay? White-ass Americans. You got Arthur Danchik, William E. Ford, interesting last name, Felipe LaFont, Nail Shen, who is Chinese, and I think this is the, the possible CCP connection, because remember, they get one seat on the board. I think that's the CCP connection right there, uh, Neil Shen, and Rubo Lang, Liang, maybe. Um, interesting for sure that you that you you'd think that this company would just have a full-on chinese board of directors but that is not the case actually the minority 40 percent of these folks are chinese here these asshole congress members intentionally avoided asking the questions of what american investors own tiktok they didn't bring that up global investors oh let's gloss over that they were pointing the finger at china so that they could ensure that these same institutes that manage their own money i mentioned goldman i mentioned uh some other very very significant money managers right they wanted to make sure that none of their money would get pissed away on irresponsible investments because you piss off the wrong people hey your your retirement's all gone sorry 
you know they did this so that they wouldn't bite the literal hand that feeds them classic misdirection here it's an absolute masterpiece of misdirection this is it at its absolute finest here again these people have chaos magic majors and political theory minors right i mean that's what it is the, these people are focused on being as i think just beneficial to themselves as possible and they i think they actively try to not get anything done for us right which is tragic now i've said this before i said it a couple times in this episode but moving on here chew didn't even try to come out and say it either because if you get it they all have each other's backs here this was like i said a dog and pony show the whole time chew could have straight up said you know who's involved with tiktok it's all of you all of the people that pay your your freaking checks you know it's it's i i hate to say it's the taxpayers but i mean we're all involved with this our money is all going to this stuff that's what's so sad now upon looking further into this it seems that tiktok is one of the only chinese companies that was able to grow as big as it has without investment from confirmed ccp assets like alibaba and tencent tencent is another chinese massive uh, technology company um i think similar to alibaba i could actually look this up right now um why not right tencent china let's see what this is uh, oh you know what i think i might actually have it in my notes here it is a uh, multinational technology and entertainment conglomerate and holding company headquartered in shenzhen which i probably butchered that name but yeah 10 cent um so no i thought that this was actually when i started reading into it uh just now i thought it was their massive um email service but that comes later and that's out of russia so i mean we just we're all over the place here so again to cite that point tiktok blew up and got to the size that it is without confirmed ccp assets usually from what i understand any company that gets big like that in china needs one of those giants to endorse and invest said company and this is all thanks to the founder zhang yiming choosing to go to sesquahana uh instead of the ccp now he's the founder of ByteDance. okay not the ceo the founder ceo's chill it gets confusing when when you can't really relate to these names i know um but yes uh so you know this dude went to the united states right now susquehanna has asian investments but it's an american-based company right i'll actually see where it's based out of we're doing a lot of live cross-checking here um and good luck me spelling susquehanna right the first time thank god it popped up susquehanna asia uh investments or i'll just type in investments because it's probably going to take me somewhere yeah susquehanna uh international group where is this thing founded where did it start so i want to say somewhere in the freaking middle of the country here it's ticker is sig not that much money coming in 750 million in revenue so they've got one in dublin oh yeah okay international finance service center in dublin okay so yeah you've got dublin the united states you've got your affiliates here susquehanna financial group is a broker dealer business which provides order execution and trading flow services and equity research coverage for nearly 200 companies so they're tied in with several companies susquehanna uh, structured capital and susquehanna foundation now uh if you look at their wikipedia page it does in fact confirm that they had invested um let's see uh five million into the parent company of tiktok and you know what i'm seeing right now it was founded in 1996 in san francisco look at that look at that so i mean yeah an american company here so imagine that that this big scary communist-led company from the united states essentially obviously global investors this is a massive thing uh even though that 750 million in revenue doesn't sound huge um 14 offices all around the, the world um seems to be that their headquarters is now in ireland but uh yeah you've got i mean what 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 the hell you know what i mean just upside down bs here and now that you know a little bit about you know 
the initial funding of it let's look at some of the history let's go back a little bit to some of the uh some of the beginnings still right now tiktok comes about in 2012 interesting kind of connection there because i hadn't heard of that uh i hadn't heard of, of tiktok or, or any of this stuff until like 2018 maybe 2019 2020 something like that um definitely yeah i mean i had to have been before i started the show that i heard of it but you get sequoia investments and their logos interesting it's uh you know it looks like a square but when you actually stare at it for a little bit it's like a pyramid on its side a green pyramid sequoia capital excuse me not investments now you get these guys getting on board fairly early really in the earliest days here um sequoia they start investing right away they start uh going through the uh charlie cow who helped raise funds for ByteDance through sequoia now he's this china slash california connection here for sequoia and he was based out of china as the vice president of an american-based company so that should be a problem right away i mean if we're that afraid of china obviously we're not it, it, this is all a, a freaking ruse american flags are made in china right i mean it, it was kind of like one of those big jokes back before there was all this crazy you know you're gonna offend everybody with everything that you know everything is freaking made there these people are efficient workers now they're not they just get killed if they don't work which is very sad but neil shen uh this guy's full name is neil shen nan this is the guy that i mentioned earlier and his name just keeps growing as I keep staring at it. Neil Shen Nanpeng. Holy jeez. Uh, this guy founded Sequoia Capital. Now, again, this guy's on the board. Current board member. I think he's at CCP Connection. Now, this uh, Neil Shen guy, he is friends with Kissinger, maybe a protege of some kind. Friends with Bill Gates. Friends with Tony Blair, Jack Ma, and many other big names. No surprise to you, I'm sure. The reason I say he's friends, maybe more acquaintances. But I consider all these people, if they're acquaintances, friends. Because I don't know Bill Gates. I don't know Tony Blair, Jack Ma, or, or Kissinger, right? I haven't been invited to any of these, um, you know, think tank meetings that these guys are all at. So I would consider them friends, okay? Now, Sequoia has made a name for itself more recently. And I tend to think it's because of the ground that they broke with the tiktok investment they've had you know recently they've begun to help with uh with funding on the council on foreign relations and they've now become members of davos so they're they're part of the elite officially now sequoia is so they aren't super old money like the rockefeller dynasty or any of that super super elite stuff but they were welcomed right in it looks like because of what they're doing with tiktok now susquehanna this was a uh, the co-founder and managing director, Arthur Danchik, is another TikTok board member. This is one of the guys that I mentioned up there again. Um, don't you think that's kind of weird? You know, these earlier investors in this thing, you know, there's a CCP company that would have, at this point, two American investment firm execs on their board. And these are some of the earliest investors in the company. Again, strange pieces are, are uh, being put together when this wild puzzle that we call tiktok here the other co-founding half of susquehanna is jeff jeff <laughs> i read that like a white girl because his last name is yas literally y-a-s-s jeff yas uh who also owns seven percent of tiktok and at least at the end of last year he owned seven percent more and more rich white dudes owning big chunks here seven percent of a massive company like this is huge Yas, I can't say that seriously, Yas. Yas was also a director at the libertarian think tank Cato, okay? This was founded by the Koch brothers among some other douchebags. And I thought that the Koch brothers were hardcore conservatives. Why would they, like, begin or start a libertarian think tank? Well, I think you know why. They want to control the opposition, if you want proof that libertarianism is nothing more than a third party just created to get elites to siphon votes when it matters most, you can look into the donors of the Cato Institute. From marijuana groups, very libertarian, very liberal also, to the liberal Ford Foundation also donating to conservative uh, foundations like the Bradley Foundation, uh, eBay, Facebook, Google, these kinds of things donate to the Cato Foundation. They want to make sure that 
these libertarian thoughts are going to kind of fall in line with what the liberals and the conservatives want them to, right? There's supposed to be two sides here. That third side is just an illusion. It's fucked. It's really, really sad. Now, Yas was actually one of the top 50 richest people in the United States, and I'm sure you haven't even heard of this dude, right? We hear people like Bill Gates. We hear people like all the, you know, the top five, top 10 richest. Yas is a power player. Being one of the 50 richest men in America is significant, folks, if you, if you can't tell already. Because you know, I know some fairly wealthy people, no one even touching, like top 1 million, right? I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Now, uh, so these two dudes that, that start uh, Susquehanna are still connected heavily with, with TikTok, uh, the two individuals that started this company, okay? Now, again, uh, I think that this really helps to prove something that we already kind of know. It's not left versus right. It's up versus down. That's always what it is. It's us versus elites. I'm not saying that we have to do anything violent. But we can absolutely take power because there's a lot more of us, right? So it's sad when you start seeing this stuff and those, just these connections and how these people are so eager and willing to sell out their country and their people. Like, that's really what it is. Now, it's actually interesting to continue with this. It's interesting that TikTok had these early influences from libertarians and conservatives. This is likely why the content can be looked at as alt-right or anti-woke it's also why a lot of people feel like like i mentioned my beloved host of cunt uh ghost it's why a lot of people like him feel like there are like it's a great source for news right because they show shit that you can't see on other platforms well now you possibly have an answer because you had libertarian influences and conservative influences and wait who is the board made up mostly that was supposed to be grilling these guys that's right. They were conservatives, mostly conservatives out of these 50 people. It's interesting, right, guys? Now, let's move to Yuri Miller. I mentioned him earlier. This dude seems like a real-life Batman villain, like no joke. He's been described as a henchman on multiple sites, right? Uh, reminds me of Lori Lightfoot a little bit with her ill-fitting suits, like how she kind of looks like the Penguin in the old Batman movies. A uh, little, bit, little bit Penguin, a little bit Beetlejuice. But this guy, described as a henchman, one story I read of this guy was that he was bribing a teenager who owned stock of one of the companies that he was trying to sell off, and he wanted to buy the stock from this teenager. When the teenager refused, he decided to flee to New York, and Milner had a car waiting for him at the airport. I believe this was in Russia. Um, that is terrifying, right? You're a kid that struck it good with a little bit of cash because you probably did a lot of research, made a wise investment. And then some totalitarian dick is coming in saying, hey, why don't you sell me those? And he's like, no, I don't want to. Gets cold feet, gets scared of this guy, tries to leave peacefully. Doesn't try to fuck with him, just tries to leave. And this dude's got a car waiting for him. Sketchy, sketchy stuff. Now, this guy I mentioned, uh, maybe I didn't mention it. He's a Israeli-Russian member of, I always want to say the elite class, but the parasite class. This is what this guy is, Israeli-Russian. And he runs a venture capital firm called DST Capital. And Chu is the current, like I said, CEO. This was DST's Chinese investment partner. Okay? Chu is DST's investment partner. Basically getting DST some of this sweet, sweet milk coming in from the massive tits of China is essentially why Chu is affiliated with Milner here, who seems like a power player, like I said. Um Again, these are prostitutes. Again, I, I can't make this clear enough to you guys. And I know that you know, but it's just disgusting what these people will do. Um, it's all for a dollar. It's all for power. It's not, none of, none of this is for like good, right? It's not even for bad, really. It's just for money and power. Um, I wouldn't even be opposed to these people doing this if they do something good with their money, but they don't. They just want it. Uh, more for them, less for us, right? That's how they see it. Now, to be clear, Chew, um, he ends up being the one that invests into ByteDance on behalf of DST and Yuri Milner. Uh, this was his choice. Essentially, again, investing into TikTok. So, you know, this dude, the CEO, is very, very fond of Yuri Milner and wants him to, to get some of this action. Now, this Milner fella is a big supporter of the Russian defector, and I'm going to butcher this, Mikhail, <laughs> Mikhail Kordkovsky. 
who you know at one time was believed to be one of the richest men if not the very richest man in russia he now lives in london and i'm sure he's totally not a pro russia agent in disguise i'm sure he's fully a western sympathizer or supporter right but this quarter kordakovsky which again the russian names are just a nightmare but this kordakovsky is best known for having negotiated a covert deal with lord jacob rothschild that transferred all of kordakovsky's share in giant oil companies specifically this one called yukos to rothschild upon his arrest by putin in october so once this dude got arrested he ends up just giving all of his money to lord jacob rothschild or at least a bunch of his money his shares in a oil giant called yukos okay strange flex right there hey can we make something happen i need some help here because putin's gonna arrest my ass and then i need to get the fuck out of there and i will make it good for you i'll make it worth your wild give you all my shares probably several billion dollars i wouldn't be surprised if he's once the richest dude in russia and i don't want to get in this debate here but if you think putin is a good guy he's trying to arrest this dude then this dude is you know cooperating with lord jacob rothschild i i think that we can agree he's not a good guy i don't know what a fucking strange story huh i mean that's just kind of a side story but very very weird now uh this i'm gonna i'm gonna just gonna call him mikal okay but when i when i refer to him we're almost done talking about him but this is this kordoskovsky guy but mikal um set up the open russia foundation with henry kissinger and joined uh george soros's international crisis group with zignu brzezinski okay more elite friends from this guy because he's a western sympathizer even though he's you know supposedly a, a scary russian guy now he got on most people's radar back in 2009 when he bought into two percent of facebook and then upped it to about 10 percent in 2010 and that alone was worth four billion dollars so the guy isn't hurting for cash giving his oil money to the rothschilds is probably literally a piss drop a piss in the bucket here um another group called mail.ru which milner was heavily affiliated with um and and he actually owned facebook stock through that company um why is this not a problem with all the russia fear right i mean you'd think that this would be a huge concern oh yeah because it's if you've been listening to this you know the elites really aren't scared of russia just like they're not scared of china that's their best bad guy in the world why would they want to ruin that this high level larping right and this high level chaos magic they don't want to fuck up a good thing come on we're all eating that's what they're thinking right now putin and clinton i wouldn't be surprised if these two were great friends hillary clinton i'm talking about and bill but i mean you know how that we were afraid that if clinton won won the election she'd start a war i would not be surprised if these people actually meet up on weekends you know what i mean somehow but just it's crazy when you really look into it we've kind of had these theories that all these people are friends i don't understand the the lax nature on this right like why 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 allow companies of enemy nations to literally break bread with with yourselves if you're putting yourselves in the elites positions why allow this at all right um it's crazy it's all just a deep in their pockets that's all that it is and i think that we know that at this point now there's pictures of mikhail at uh davos and there's a group shot with him and some of our favorite people like kissinger like clinton and so on why would the west and all of its allies allow such a russian bully to be affiliated with their own prestigious work now obviously we don't see it as prestigious but they sure do why would they allow that why would they taint their own stuff by allowing a scary russian guy to be affiliated with it i don't know now to wrap this up i'll mention a few groups uh i wanted to mention some of these groups here may not be familiar with some of them all right so i'm saying that i'm wrapping up but i go for about another 30 minutes or so talking about some of these lesser known groups uh stuff like the carlisle group i know some of you have heard of but there's a few others that are just kind of interesting to get into and you know that i love kind of following the money and looking into this stuff so head to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast if you want to check that stuff out 
kind of mind-blowing stuff. Um, again, I cite the information where I find it. Really, really cool. Hope that you enjoyed it and hope to see you at Patreon, guys. Thanks for the support.